Hey everybody, welcome to the Austin's Audit Podcast. I am your host, Austin Gerke, and yes, it I actually got the show off on time. It is 10.30 here out west, or 11 o'clock almost, so yep, it is still Thursday, and or it's still Wednesday night, so I have enough time to do the second part of the Sweet 16 breakdown, plus the latest headlines for today, and the game picks here on the Austin's Audit Podcast, and of course, you didn't, if you didn't hear the first time, I am your host, Austin Gerke, so let's get this show on the road with the Sweet 16 bracket reveal, or not bracket reveal, but picks for the other two regions, the Midwest and the East. We're going to go ahead and start with the Midwest region. In that region, you have Kansas and Providence, and then the two the one double-digit seeded matchup, the 10-seeded Miami of Florida, the Hurricanes. It's all about the U. And the Iowa State Cyclones of the Big 12. And then in the other and then the other matchup, you have Kansas and Providence. The Jayhawks against the Providence Friars of the Big East. As far as scores go, Kansas will win this one. This region will probably be the lowest scoring region in the Iowa State uh, Miami matchup. I'm going to go with the U. I'm going to go with the Hurricanes to at least move on to the Elite Eight. Uh, first team to 68 will win. Miami's going to ride that momentum that they've had so far. They barely beat USC in round one. They dominated Auburn if they really keep this small ball style up. They could definitely keep up with Iowa State and Iowa State's magnificent season. But I'm going to go with the Hurricanes in that matchup. And then in the Providence-Kansas matchup, it really comes down to Kansas doing Kansas things. First team to 80 will win. And I'm going to go with Kansas 80 to 75 Providence will keep it close. I've read the, don't worry, I've read the articles, I've done the research. Yes, Providence has a creepy way of not only keeping games close, but winning them. But I'm sorry, all of you up there in Rhode Island, your Friars and Ed Cooley's bald spot in the back of his head are going to be heading home with no chance of heading to the Elite Eight. So I got Kansas and Miami in the Elite Eight for the Midwest region. And of course, of course, let's get to the East region. The, I said, well, I didn't say it at the beginning of the turn, at the beginning of the tournament, but I'm saying it again anyway, just in case. The East region, I know the West has two double, the Midwest has two double digit seeds still in the tournament. But the East is pretty much the busted bracket. Kentucky went down. Purdue had to fight against Texas, pulled away late. And North Carolina has been the hottest team in the tournament outside of, I don't know, take a pick. Gonzaga? I know Gonzaga's been the favorite, but that's because they've rarely been tested outside of Memphis. But let's just break this down one by one here. 
You have Purdue and St. Peter's. St. Peter's the ultimate Cinderella. But unlike the fairy tale story, the slipper will not fit. And midnight will strike on the Peacocks. I'm going to go with Purdue. Jay Nivey will be too much. Purdue does have too much size down in the middle. St. Peter's, will they at least keep it up? But eh. Can they keep the margin to 10? I don't think they will. I'm going to go Purdue 79 and St. Peter's 60. I'll go 68. You know what? Yeah. They'll keep, they'll keep it within 11. That'll be as close as it's going to get. St. Peter's will be close early. Purdue's going to pull it late. But I'm going to go with the Boilermakers 79 to 68, which leaves the best matchup of the Sweet 16 weekend. It won't be the most high scoring. That will be Gonzaga and Arkansas. Yes, I do agree with NCAA.com and their writers. Because I read the article where they're like, well, here are the 16 predictions for the Sweet 16 in each matchup. And one of them was Arkansas beating uh, Arkansas and Gonzaga being one of the uh, more high-scoring matchups of the weekend. I actually agree with that. But the best one and the most intriguing one is UCLA and North Carolina. I know North Carolina has been the hottest team of the tournament. They had a 25-point lead against Baylor. They also almost blew that lead. It really, and Tar Heel fans, you can swear me up and down all you want, but there's, they're truly, outside of Brady Manic, there isn't, I mean, you're playing hot right now, you can shoot well, you do have size to out muscle Cody Riley or any other, any of the big dudes UCLA actually has, but it comes down to guard play. And I'm keeping in mind, this is a full disclosure for both teams here. If Jaime Hawkins plays, UCLA will win this game by at least six points. If he doesn't, they're going to win by two. If he does play, what that does is UCLA's depth will kick in. You'll have three guards that can... Actually, four if you count Hawkins. Although, at 6'7", are you really a guard or just a really small or you're just a really small tall small forward or at least a very short power forward but if Hawkes does play you now have four scores on that four scores on the court I don't know if North Carolina could slow them all down if Hawkes doesn't play Okay, it eliminates the most consistent score the Bruins have. Yes, I'm saying the most consistent. Johnny Juzang is the star. He'll be the NBA talent. Hawkins will be a round two pick in the NBA draft. But Juzang is the star. Jules Bernard will be, you know, I don't know if he'll be an NBA talent. I don't. He's way too streaky of a shooter for me. But, and so is Juzang, but 
the most consistent of the Bruin guards will be Jaime Jaquez, and that's why the Bruins need him to play. If he doesn't, you can still get production out of uh, Tiger Campbell. You can still get some out of Cody Riley. You know, if Peyton Watson can come off the bench and give you at least five, you know, ten points at least, then sure. Then Kevin Singleton, okay. So, as far as UCLA, their depth will keep them in this game. The defense will keep them in this game. They'll still win. If Hawkes is in there, at least the Bruins will win by eight. The first team to get to, let's say, 72, because it's going to be a really defensive game, and I do believe the only way the Bruins have a true chance at this is if they keep... North Carolina below 70 points. So it's going to be 72. Let's say if Hawkes plays 72 to 64. 72-64 to UCLA over North Carolina. If he doesn't play, it's going to be a little closer. It'll be 72 to 67. It'll be a lot closer. Maybe 60. 72-68 if Hawkes doesn't play. But since I'm going to be optimistic here, hopefully his ankle sprain is not terribly bad. And hopefully having five days off can at least reduce the swelling in that ankle. But let's say 72 to, what did I say, 64. 72-64 UCLA over North Carolina. That'll set up an Elite Eight matchup with Purdue. And that is where if you're a Bruin fan or even a bracket pick like I have, if you go back to the bracket that I put out for this show uh, at the start of the tournament, I have UCLA going to the national title game. But this is probably their one bump. Actually, here and then if they have to play Purdue. These are probably the next two bumps for the Bruins to get back to the Final Four in New Orleans. So, again, the winners for the East and Midwest region follows. I got UCLA over North Carolina, regardless of Hawkes' injury. And I also am going to go with Purdue over St. Peter's, so the Cinderella run for the Peacocks will be over. And in the Midwest region, I've got Kansas taking on the U. I'm going to go with the Hurricanes over the Cyclones. So that is the picks for that. Let me unplug my phone. So for the people watching on video, I'm going to pop out of frame really quickly so I can get my handy-dandy phone. Because not only do we have the game picks... But we also, or I'm also going to break down the Tyree Kill trade. Honestly, at this point, I don't care about the money that they gave him. They gave him like a five-year deal, 130-some-odd million for a, for a guy who can run really, really fast. That's really Tyree Kill. That's his only skill. Congratulations to Miami for getting him in that trade. You know, Kansas City got a haul of picks, all of which are going to be in this year's draft. I don't think Kansas City's going to use all those picks. I think they'll trade them away to get up and down the draft carousel later next month. But 
As far as Tyree Kill going to Miami, does this mean Miami's going to be the top team in the AFC East? No. Uh, does this make Miami better than New England? A little bit. I mean, with the AFC East, it's weird. Even with this Tyree Kill trade, I just don't know if Miami could beat New England. Yes, when you take the quarterback comparison, I'll take Tua over Mac Jones right now. Not just because Tua is a lefty and yours truly is a lefty, but we got to stick together. But because Tua is more accurate, yes, he doesn't throw the deep ball, and yeah, he's had issues so far, but I think it's because the old coaching staff put the reins on him. They put a complete leash on him to where it was almost a choke collar for Tua. So who knows what Mike McDaniel will do now. Maybe it'll open up Tua a little more. Maybe it'll give him more confidence to throw the deep ball and get some of the accuracy back that he had in his final year at Alabama. But it's... I just... Okay, you've got him a speed threat that can... That's all Tyreek Hill really is. He's a speedster. That's it. He's a track star that can play football. That's it. But congratulations to Miami. You're basically the team outside of Jacksonville, the other team in the state of Florida that has gotten so many free agents that it might not work out. And I won't be surprised if it doesn't. In fact, when I do the season preview right now, I probably have Miami at what they were eight and nine a season ago they were either eight and nine or nine and eight but either way i still have them right now ten and seven and barely in the playoff hunt barely they'll probably be knocked out but barely now especially now that the tyree kill trade is in but that's that's how i see that i don't like I said, I don't care that the Dolphins gave him an extension. At that point, it's funny money. They're going to have to live with the cap. And just like we saw the Titans do with Julio Jones, if the dude doesn't produce, the team's going to find a way to cut him, which, by the way, is bullshit. With the, I didn't get to the Julio Jones story, but when they released him, I was going to... That just... Not only was I right about Julio, but... Kind of... Kind of sucked. But... That's that's for another day. Anyway, I'm going to wrap up the show with the game picks, and that will be it. So let's get into the ESPN app and wrap this beautiful show up in its pretty little bow. Let's go with the NBA. Yeah, let's start with the NBA first. Let's jump to tomorrow's games. I have... The Raptors over the Cavs, the Grizzlies over the Pacers, the Bucks over the Wizards, the Bulls over the Pelicans, and the Suns over the Nuggets. So again, the winners in the NBA for tomorrow are the Suns, the Bulls, the Bucks, the Grizzlies, and the Raptors. Those are your winners in the NBA for tomorrow. And in the NHL, let's go to the NHL to wrap this up. 
Let's see what happened tonight, of course. Let's see. Toronto beat New Jersey 3-2. Buffalo won in a shootout 4-3. The Canucks beat the Avalanche. Dang it. And the Blackhawks beat the Ducks. The Ducks continue their slide. Of course they do. All right, so let's go to tomorrow's games. Uh, I'm going to go with the Lightning over the Bruins. The Panthers over the Canadiens. The Hurricanes over the Stars. The Red Wings over the I the Islanders over the Red Wings, my bad. The Blues over the Flyers. The Wild over the Canucks. The Jets over the Senators. The Oilers over the Sharks. The Golden Knights over the Predators. And the Kings over the Blackhawks. So those are your winners. Again, one more time to wrap up the game pick segment and the show. I've got the Kings. The Golden Knights, the Oilers, the Jets, the Wild, the Blues, the Islanders, the Hurricanes, the Panthers, and the Lightning. Those are your winners in the NHL for tomorrow night. Alrighty, guys. Thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I have been your host, Austin Gerke. I will see you guys for Prediction Friday. Yes, I will not be doing a show tomorrow because I want to watch all these Sweet 16 matchups from start to finish. I will, however, be back on Friday night to recap the Sweet 16 and get you ready for the Elite 8 picks and every other pick in between. But until then, hold on tight. Thank you for listening and watching. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Don't forget you can listen to this show on Podbean, Spotify, Apple, if you know the trick, Dreezer, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, and SoundCloud as well. Uh, if you want to follow this show on social media, search for this show through the hashtag TheAustinsAuditPodcast on Instagram, or you can follow me directly at AustiSpamonti. That's A-U-S-T-I-S-P-A-M-A-N-T-I. Again, that's A-U-S-T-I-S-P-A-M-A-N-T-I. Or you can follow the show's Facebook page. Just search for the Austin's Audit Podcast on Facebook. Give it a like, give it a follow, and you'll have both the audio and video portions of the show. Plus, 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 if you want to follow this show on video, which is what I should have let off with anyway, uh, if you want to follow this show on video, just search for A.D. Gerke. That is A-D-G-E-H-R-K-E-A-D. G-E-H-R-K-E. Again, one more time. That is A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E. On Rumble, please make sure that search is set to channels, not videos. Click subscribe and you'll have all, I believe this is episode 350. Yep, 350. Three bills and half a buck. 354. The episode number... Click subscribe, you'll have all 350 episodes. And for post-show or post-episode interaction, however you want to say that, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Gerke. Again, that's at Austin underscore Gerke on Twitter. Alrighty, guys. I'm logging off. Enjoy the Sweet 16, and I will see you guys on Friday. Once again, thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Peace out, and I'll see you Friday.